I'm Navjot Lada, Analysis Editor, and I'm joined on this podcast by Tiad Van Starr, Professor of eHealth Research at the University of Manchester, and one of the co-authors of an analysis article on the BMJ.com called Big Health Data, The Need to Earn Public Trust. Tiad, thanks so much for joining us. Um, can you start just by telling us what prompted you to write this paper? Um, yes, I can. Thank you very much. Um, I'm in health research, so I've, I've worked with anonymized electronic health records for a very long time, and the same for the co-authors on, on this article. And we are very much interested in, in using data, and we, we think it's for public benefit as well. So we're very kind of sorry in a way what happened to um, care.data because that has now been cancelled, and, and we wanted to kind of contribute our thinking about why it went wrong and how we should move forward. Okay, so can you tell us then about, I mean, care.data is one of um, several initiatives that you talk about in the paper. Um, tell us a bit more about them, what, what they've set out to do and, and where they've kind of gone awry. Yeah, there's several in- initiatives like care.data, which was kind of the idea that there would be a big database created across England containing primary care records, hospital data, linked with other disease registries, etc. So a big database. And a related initiative was the Clinical Practice Research Data Link, but also collating data from lots and lots of practices, and that was then to be used for research. Um, So people basically got a leaflet in the post, or most of us got a leaflet in the post saying the scheduled data was being being built. But the problem was that actually the leaflet didn't contain very much information, didn't tell actually what was happening with all those data, which were put in a big central database. And importantly, also people weren't told about, if they didn't like it, what to do and, st- and, and stop the use of their data. And ultimately, it's gone over, I mean, several months, but it's now been decided to stop the project. And so what you describe in um, your article is the various um, steps and processes that need to be taken in order to establish that kind of trust with the public around a particular initiative so from your review of the literature and what we've learned from this experience what needs to be done on that communication front i think the first and most important bit is transparency about what's actually being done because there's this concern about big brother is watching you etc and actually that's not necessarily the case there's a lot of, of things being done with data but we need to be transparent about who is doing it what are they doing it for and that there's kind of complete transparency about what is what is being who's accessing the data and what are they doing. So that's I think is the first step because you want to know as a patient, as a member of the public, what actually is being done with the data. So we should have basically a repository somewhere that you, people are able to say this is what's happening with my data and I can see the the usage of the data because it's quite important. So we shouldn't underestimate. I'll give an example. I mean, I'm, I'm working with, with colleagues here in, in a chest pain clinic, and they have an algorithm where they want to, uh, to, to, to that determines whether, uh, what tests are being done on a patient. They want to check whether the algorithm, algorithm is, is good or not, and they want to basically get information after the patient was discharged from the chest pain clinic, and they need hospital data for that. And it's very difficult to do. And that's, so that's what we need to do. We need to, to build the kind of the infrastructure where people can answer those questions for those, for those clinics. So transparency is, is really key. Um, what about the kind of element of choice about whether you, if, if you're a member of the public, whether you want to participate in these schemes? 
Yes, that's important, but that's the first bit, of course, before you can decide whether you want to participate or not. You need to know what's happening, and that's currently not, not done very well. So um, the, the element of choice, extremely important, but first you need to know what's being done with the data, and we, we can provide information around that. It's, it's, technically, it's not impossible. We're going to have open electronic health records, so all your GP records, you as a patient can see it. So why would it not be possible to also see what's being done with the data for what purpose? And that's what we're trying to argue in that article, that we need to be much more transparent. And so what happened with care.data? What was their approach to, to um, communicating the uses of the, of the, the intended uses of the data? Because from my recollection, there was a lot of um, mistrust about, you know, um, insurance companies having access to the data. You know, I think a lot of people felt very suspicious about the intentions behind it. Yes, and, and I think that was a core weakness. And they didn't, they couldn't necessarily explain everything that was being done with the data. Um, and, and for example, with all the, the commotion around insurance companies, they weren't upfront and saying this is what's being done with the data. So then people found out and they basically say, oh, you were hiding it. It may not have been the case, but that's the impression uh, of, the, the, of, of that. So I think we need to kind of counter that by starting to be very transparent about what's happening with the data and why we're doing it. Because a lot of the stuff we are doing, researchers, NHS is doing with the data, are, are for important clinical, for clinical benefits, and we shouldn't underestimate that. To what extent do you think that the kind of um, public perception of joined up use and availability of data is happening already? I know that a lot of um, people I speak to are often surprised when um, they realise that, for example, in secondary care, you don't have access to, to GP notes and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that it's, it's very true that a lot of people don't, do not know that actually we, we're not using data. And we, I mean, the NHS, researchers, etc., we're not using the data to, uh, that much. And there was a very interesting survey in Scotland, and they, basically almost everyone in the survey said, yes, we expect the NHS to, to monitor the safety and effectiveness of all the interventions they do. And actually, when you go into detail, we are not doing that a lot. So that's the kind of the disconnect. And, and yeah, people think we have now this big, broader database, or we actually don't. We, we are really have major difficulties. Like I explained with the example on the chest pain clinic, they want to look at what's happening with their patients after the discharge. They can't. It's very difficult to get hold of the data, but they have a very important clinical question, but they're struggling to get the data to, to do that. And they would like to because they want to optimize what they're doing and see whether they can improve it. And that's quite difficult at the moment. So there's a, there's a disconnect. And interestingly, also, we had a citizen jury here in Manchester about big data, etc. And and people initially were very skeptical of this, indeed, this concept of Big Brother was watching. But once they kind of were went through the process, they discussed with experts, they become much more accepting of kind of the fact that we have to use data to kind of optimize what's happening in the NHS, whether we're using the right treatments or not. And is there any any um, similar initiatives that we can learn from that have done this well? Because I, I suspect, you know, with the kind of promise around big data and the interest in it this is something that will need to be um, worked through really so that we can achieve those you know those uh, results those um... yeah there's several initiatives one initiative which I think is very good is in Wills the SIL project where a lot of the data the NHS is, is producing is collated is brought together 
But it's important, very important component of that project is public engagement. The public knows what's being done with the data. They they explained they they can get feedback, and that's and that's I think done very well there. So, and they also importantly they're using the data to feedback information to the NHS about what's happening, because currently we're not often doing that. The NHS does a lot a lot of things, but actually we're not good at feeding back. This goes well, and this doesn't go that well. And because like I say, the data not always available. Uh, to do that okay and I guess um, we were just talking about how increasingly we're seeing um, companies such as Google with their their DeepMind um, project um, also being sort of part of this clinical data realm if you like um, so looking forward um, what I know uh, transparency is paramount, but what actually practical steps need to be taken, do you think, to um, achieve this, you know, establish the trust and be able to, to use this data in a more kind of, I guess, ethical way? I think two things. One, one is basically that we have a repository or something like that where people can see what's being done with their data so that uh, researchers, whoever is doing using the data, or the NHS, that there is clear explanation about this is being done with the data for that purpose. And so that's, that's one, one thing as well. And the other way is also that we need to engage the public in, trans in transparent, uh, transparency with what's done with the data. As an example, you mentioned Google. Would it not be good to have a kind of a citizen jury where people talk about it and say, this is acceptable for us, what a company is or doing with the data or what a researcher is doing with the data, and this is not acceptable, that kind of engagement discussion with that. And I'll explain what a citizen jury is. Basically, you, you, you select several people, you pluck basically people from the street, and you explain the prompt to them, and they basically deliberate, they discuss, they ask questions from experts, and then in the end of, of a couple of days of deliberation, they, they give their verdict, this is what we like or this is what we don't like. And that kind of engagement, I think, is, is quite important. Yeah, I can imagine that that would help break down a lot of um, some of the suspicion and mistrust that might um, affect some of these schemes. I know that the, the Google project, sorry to prick, keep bringing up Google but that you know uh, that sort of initially you think you know what, what are they doing that for what's in it for them whereas if these things are discussed openly you know that that goes so far in kind of um, creating some of that trust. Yes I think that's important very important because it's it's if, if we can can get to a climate of trust hopefully there will be more data we can use because it's transparent and that would benefit all of us, including companies, researchers, the NHS, patients, etc. Then we can better monitor what's happening out there and try to improve that. So that's 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 critical for all of us. And I don't think we can we can keep in this kind of setting where we keep the data to ourselves and we are kind of secretive and we don't share. I think we need to move on to that. And I, as a researcher, I, I, I know certain things, but I do not know everything. So it would be good to engage other people as well, companies, etc., to kind of uh, to improve how we analyse the data. So now that care.data is gone, I mean, big data is not going away. So what do you think will happen next? I think my own view is um, is that we need to kind of think very hard about where we de where do we need the data and analytics most, and I think that's where we kind of need to think about the local clinical care teams, the local clinical NHS organization. There's an enormous need for, for better use of data. And also patients are, of course, engaged with their clinicians and the, and the hospitals, and etc. So what would be good if we can build systems where 
on a local level, we are transparent about what's happening with the data. We engage our patients in, in that. Rather than building this one big central database located somewhere centrally in, in, in England, engage the local teams. Technically, it's possible to build infrastructures where when you want to analyze something across the nation, you basically send your computer program to these different locations and analyze the data. But I think the, the primary most important step is to engage the local communities, the local clinical care teams, and what you're doing with all their data. So that's what we have. Currently, we have a project across the north called Connected Health Cities, where we're trying to implement it. We're creating different, what we call safe havens, where the data will be held, where different parties, the NHS, Public Health England, researchers, etc., can analyze the data, they can share their experiences, and also they're very transparent about what's happening with, with, with the data. Thank you to Tiad Van Star for joining us. And that analysis article, Big Health Data, The Need to Earn Public Trust, is now available on the bmj.com.